Episode 82 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 12 of our regular rundown of all that's going on for our local sides in the SCFL, MSFL and ESFL leagues with my co-host, Leon Petters. Then we get the latest Tim's takes as Timothy Booth Jones gives all the happenings from our women's side. And finally, we've got the SBTS Fan Roundtable. And not only do we have Gabe from Enfield Town joining us for an extended chat, but we have the return of the head of the 10 German Bombers himself, the self-appointed chair of the German Hastings United Sports Club, the great Robert Grail. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. And now we go to the shout-outs. It's a German-dominated podcast this week. It just so happens it's Robert's birthday, so all I've got to say to Robert is Alles Gute Zunke Gutstag. Happy birthday, mate. That's from, obviously, Windy Gale, but also from all of us from Hastings. Obviously, flying the flag of Hastings United in that, that lovely country that is Germany. And thank you very much, DJ Rob, for the remix of the opening tune. Anyone listening or watching, tell us what you think and keep it clean. <laughs> And now over to week 12 of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to have the wonderful Leon Pettit here, ESFL veteran for week 12 of the Hastings Report. Leon, how was your week? Yeah, it was lovely. I had a nice week off work. A lovely day at the Amex on Saturday as well. And hmm. back, back to work today. I was crying a bit last night, but <laughs> that's life. Well, quickly, let's talk about the Amex. Uh, we, you, well, you thought they were going to get stuffed. Tell us about the game. Um, I, th- I like to think we got on, we got on their case. It's just sort of the booing started from the first minute at Potter and Cucurella after Chelsea coaching staff. But it just made for a really good atmosphere. It's the best atmosphere I've seen at that, at that ground for a long, long time. And normally it can be a bit, bit quiet there. But you know, it was, it was a good day around. A few, few beers on the train on the way over. A few beers at the ground. So. Oh, nice yeah, one. Nice. Good day. Yeah. Well, seeing Chelsea lose, <laughs> no one ever sheds any tears to that. So uh, let's let's go over to the SCFL. So we're looking at the uh, results uh, that happened. Uh, first of all, we go to the, the 25th of October. It's a Tuesday for the Sussex Principal RUR uh, Charity Cup. Little Common absolutely spanked Halsham Town 5-0. Jamie Bunn. Sam Crutwell, Lewis Holt, and two from Sam Ellis. Lovely victory there for Little Common, wasn't it, sir? Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot to say about that. It's a cup game, so helps you in the league below, isn't they? So, obviously, turned, turned, turned up and rolled them over. So, And then um, the Wednesday, the day after, uh, Bexhill were playing Montpellier Villiers, uh, again in the same cup. Game was over at half-time, 3-0 to Bexhill, uh, two from the Shonka. 
and one from Tom Vickers. Again, expected really, wasn't it, that result? Yeah, so two two good results for the for the Bexhill teams, really. So So then we move on. Um Midders and Eastbourne uh in the league were playing Little Common. Little Common visited and beat them four two. You know, good result against the mid table Midhurst, who were fairly strong at home. The goals for Little Common were from Sam Crutwell and a hat trick from Sam Ellis. Nice win there for Little Common. Yeah, no, they've got a good little good little run going, haven't they? Obviously one in the one in the vase. Had a few few good results there and to get a convincing win against a sort of, you know, a, a fellow mid mid table side really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then uh on the uh on the Saturday that's uh, in the league again, that was Bex Hill at the Pole Grove. Unfortunately, uh lost to Broadbridge Heath. Uh I mean Broadbridge top of the league. I mean they've given their first defeat for Bex Hill in over three years with a second half strike from Lewis Evans. It's a shame. I mean, obviously all records get broken eventually, uh, but it was a tough ask against the uh, top side, really, wasn't it? Yeah, you knew, you knew it was going to be going to be tougher. Um, I think obviously Broadbridge are top, flying at the minute. So I, the, the Bexfield got a really good result the weekend before, and they went to Horndean, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they were sort of similar similar records with Broadbridge. So for them to you know pull off results like that two weeks in a row would have been a tough ask. So. Hopefully they can bounce back from it. Well, yeah. So then we look at the fixtures. So Bexhill are at home to AFC Uckfield on uh, Wednesday. Coming up, Uckfield lower mid-table side. You, you'd, you'd expect Bexhill to get three points there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Just like like you say, Uckfield are a lower mid-table side. The form's a bit bit hit and miss. So I'd, I'd expect Bexhill's quality to, to shine through there. And then we've got Bexhill again on the Saturday. Uh, they're going to Hassocks. It's a battle of sixth versus seventh. There's only a point between them. I couldn't guess that one really. Uh, yourself, uh, Leon? No, same. Yeah, I think it'd be very, very close, close game. Tough one to call. Mm. Well, this one might not be tough to call. Unfortunately, uh, Little Common. Uh, I've got a Stenning Town are coming to Little Common. Uh, who are 13 games unbeaten. Yeah, fourth place, third off top. A stunning town, but that, that that's my prediction. I'm not sure Little Common will get any points out of that. What about yourself? What do you think, Leon? No, same same here. Standing, uh, I think their form's literally one, 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 one. There's a draw in there somewhere, but they're the top of the form table. Mm. They've got um prolific striker who's got 14 goals so far. He's um, near the top of the goal scoring table, so I'm not confident from a common point of view. But yeah, no no angry tweets, Little Common fans. <laughs> You'll do well to get any points from that one. So, moving on to the uh, MSFL. First game that came up, which would be uh, last Saturday, it was Willington versus Hollington. Hollington, you know, top of the table. I mean, it's a march on to promotion here. I mean, they're now 11 points clear. Comfortable 4-0 winners. Stephen Hickman-Smith, Lewis McGuigan, Danny Ellis and Drew Greenall got the goals for Hollington. Uh, it's a bit of a procession at the moment, isn't it, uh, Leon? Uh, Hollington from strength to strength. Yeah, it looked like a comfortable... Afternoon for Hollington, and you think you see who they had on the who they had on the bench that day as well. Like they'd, they'd walk into That's easily walk into any other city, but then even teams higher, really. So um, just going by what I've seen online, I think Hollington never really got out of first gear and sort of mm. cruised to a, to a victory there. But from a from a Willington point of view, I think they should be happy. It wasn't yeah, Jesus. wasn't more because I think we was expecting the worst for yeah, for Willington. Yeah, yeah. Westfield entertained Cookfield Rangers. 2-1 winners. 
Warren Pethig and George Landace getting the goals. Just a, an honourable mention to Asher Grindall, who got himself sent off in the seventh minute. Naughty boy. Great result for Westfield against a promotion rival. I mean, despite being down to 10 men, only three points off second place in infield, which is a surprise, thinking back a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Westfield's a... a that they've got a bit, you know, their ambition is to get promoted. And I think before the season started, we, we were agreeing with him. And then that's a bit of an iffy, iffy few weeks. I mean, mm. bearing in mind that one of those results was against Hollington when they first played him. So, but no, Westfield looking strong again and to, to go, to go, um, to play Cookfield and beat them with 10 men for the majority of the game as well. Looking good. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And then we go to, uh, Rygate Priory entertained Settlescombe Rangers. Uh, Kieran Dennerly won it late for Rygate. No surprise there, really. Sullivan's struggling a little now. Yeah, uh, but it was an injury time goal, wasn't it? it must have been absolutely gutting for Sullivan. I think it was like the ninety sixth, ninety seventh minute, near enough last kick of the game. So that's got to be a signal. Massive kick in the teeth for them. But keep keep playing on Sullivan. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll keep picking up points. Well, talking about picking up points, Battle Town. Battle Town won 4-0 against Ashurst Wood. Uh, I mean, this is they've won the last uh, five out of six, uh, Battle Town. Um, form team and, uh, well, Ashurst are heading in the wrong direction at the moment. Um, Battle's goal scorers were Adam Robinson, Tristan Mayhew, Dean Boyd and Glenn Carrick. It's great stuff from Battle Town, isn't it, really? Big surprise. Absolutely flying. Yeah, really good run of games. Since we were basically writing them off two games yeah, into the no, season, me, weren't we? So <laughs> shows <laughs> you how much we know, mate. Yeah, no, it's good, it's good to see. You know, they've yeah. battled, sort of built themselves up from from scratch about fifteen odd years ago. So see them sort of slowly building, working their way up. It's good. It's nice to see. No, excellent. Yeah, and so we go to the fixtures. So on the fifth of November, uh, half twelve kickoff is Ringma versus Battle Town, mid table Ringma. With the way Battle Town are flying, you never know. I think you've got a fancy Battle Town there, haven't you? Yeah, fancy Battle. I would mm. never have said that at the start of the season when we had Ringma down as one of the teams to watch. But Ringma ain't all that. And Battle looking really good at the minute. So, Well, it just so happens. Talking about not being all that, Sudderscombe Rangers uh, in a two o'clock kickoff on the 5th are facing Holland Sports, I think one of your tips. A game, I mean, Sudderscombe really need to win over second off bottom Holland Holland Sports. Do you think maybe uh, Sutherland could get some points there? Obviously, a must-win game for them. But you know, obviously, like this week, just gone. They just lost to an injury time goal. I mean, if it's the week before or the week before that, they um they felt hard done by, didn't they? I think they had a soft penalty decision against yeah. them. Felt like they more than competed. So yeah, Holland obviously having a having a bit of a torrid time at the minute. So hopefully, Sutherland can. Keep up those sort of, that sort of levels of performance up, and I might be able to get something something from it. So that's a long-winded answer to say a draw. <laughs> ah, so it's going to win. <laughs> so it's going to win. Excellent, yeah. right? And then uh, again on the fifth, two p.m. Westfield uh, face Rutherfield at the Parish Field. A game that Westfield, if they've got promotion aspirations, it's a must-win. Really, uh, Rutherfield have just lost to Holland Sports, uh, so I mean, it's a very winnable game. I concur. So we move on to the ESFL. Now, the ESFL is very much affected by cup games. So there's not that many games, but we're just going to run through them now. So uh, in the ESFL Prem, Punnettstown 2, Hawkehurst United 2, 
Uh, unfortunately, as the wonders of uh, the FA site, when I last looked, we had uh, no goals down. Also, uh, Roberts Bridge game against Rockinor was postponed. Uh, that was due to having no ref. Apparently, the ref was sent to a county game and they couldn't find a replacement. Then we move uh, Sidley United. Unfortunately, uh, lost uh, 1-0 to Bexhill, AAC. Oscar Hammond getting the goal for Bexhill. And it should have been more, apparently, uh, from what I've read. Uh, there was some real heroics in goal from uh, Richie Gray in the Sidley goal. St Leonard Social faced Westfield Reserves. 4-0 to Westfield. Baxter Orchard got two. Algi Torre got a goal. And Cameron Thompson got the last one for Westfield. And that is the ESFL Prem. So then we move on to the ESFL Division 1. Jesters played South Coast Atletico. And this is obviously the last game, unfortunately, before uh, Atletico have left the league. They've disbanded. They're out of the league now. But uh, they lost 6-2. Jesters' goals were from Reese Davey with a brace. Kean Davies, Joe Flatley, Callum Sheriff and Joe Sheriff. The goals for Atletico, Ethan Billsby and Aaron Lillycrop. Shame to hear about Atletico. Um, apparently struggling to put a side together. I, mean, I don't, don't know what you want else to say to that really, Leon. I mean, you got any thoughts on uh, Atletico uh, leaving? Another another club gone, isn't it? So they, they did start, they'd, they'd hoped to start the season with two teams because we played them in a friendly and I think mm. after we played in that friendly, their second team folded. So I'm yeah, surprised to see them go straight from, you know, having two teams to folding all together. But it's always a shame to see a team fold, especially this day and age where we you know, we want more teams to be yeah. entering the leagues. But it's just the way it is at the minute, isn't it? The commitment's not there from people. They'd rather be sat at home watching the football rather than getting getting kicked. Get stuck in. Yeah, rather than yeah. <laughs> getting into scraps or whatever. But. Well, just on that subject, obviously we've seen uh, uh, Hastings Town been announced that there's going to be, uh, Hastings Town are going to join the ESFL from the beginning of next season. And anyone listening or watching, uh, obviously we'll tell you all the updates as it comes. Apparently there is a big announcement on Friday and we'll talk about that next week. I did say, because Chris Agata commented on it, that maybe this is the comeback that Aggie's maybe going to be, be Hastings Town manager. You never know, do you, Leon? <laughs> Battle Town Reserves uh, were playing uh, Tackleway, and well, Tackleway won 9 0. Four goals from Jordan Harley, uh, Kale Hakos, Toby Payne, Toby Shaw, and two from Nathan Smith uh, won that game for Tackleway. I mean, uh, unbeaten Tackleway, and they're three points clear now. It looks like this, they're their league to win. Move on to Division Two. Bexhill Rovers played pass and move seconds. Uh, the only goal on the FA website is uh, Callum Smith for pass and move. There's no other goals, so my apologies. I don't know who the score is. But pass and move seconds with a comfortable win. Division 3 and Division 4, there's no games because it's all uh, ESFL Cup games. So we'll move on to the ESFL Cup. Lots of games in this Cup. Uh, that's why half the league isn't playing. So, first of all, we've got Rye Town playing Bexhill Town. Rye Town winning 2-0. Robert Levitt, and there's no other goal scorer, so I'm presuming it's an own goal. Would you concur, Leon? Usually when they don't have anyone else down, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rye Town, oh, cracking season, and uh, doing well in the Cup as well. Hollington United Reserves played Little Common Reserves, and, well, uh, 5-1 to Hollington 
uh, Mr. Spice scored. John Joe O'Rourke, two from Jake Buckley and a goal from Thomas Childs for Hollington. Uh, the goal for Little Common from Connor Jackson. Parsonmouth firsts beat Wadhurst United 4-2. Uh, the goals for Parsonmouth were from Jack Jack Booth, Fraser Discarly, Philip Hatch and Curtis Coombs. The Bateman brothers uh, scored for Wadhurst, Harry and Ryan. Sandhurst beat Who firsts. James Found, who scores the goal, all the t- scores the goals all the time. Nathan Mosley and John Billsby, the goal for the goals for Sandhurst. Tommy Warren and Grant Wright scoring for Who. Then we move on to Icklesham Casuals playing uh, Ninfield. Uh, two second half goals from Jason Taylor, won it for Ninfield, and a certain Agatha was playing for Ninfield again. Have you got anything on that game? What have you heard, Leon? No, no, nothing interesting, mate. <laughs> Not even random gossip, uh, moans, groans, abuse. <laughs> no, no, no toys thrown out the pram this week. No, okay. Subsequent Rangers Reserve played Pesh Hill. Uh, Pesh Hill turned up and won it 5 2. Uh, goals from Jackson Francis, two from George Osborne, and two from Travis Parks. The FA site hasn't got the Subsequent Rangers goals at time of recording. Victoria. Baptists uh, lost 3-0 to Nordium 75. Uh, Adam Page, Oscar Garcia-Cruz and Gavin Moffat-Bailey getting the goals for Nordium. Then we move on to Burwash first, playing Robertsbridge United Reserves. Robertsbridge United scorers were Tom Ripley with a couple, Jack Dean and Austin Galea. Phil Collins, uh, funnily enough, scored for Burwash. He's obviously uh, spreading his um, career out. And uh, Archie Jupp got the second for Burwash. Hastings Athletic beat Westfield Thirds 2-1. Harley Glazier and Archie Sherwood were the goals for Hastings with Lewis Barrett getting the goal for Westfield. Hawkehurst Reserves uh, beat Battletown Thirds 3-2. No goals on the uh, FA site at time of recording. My apologies. Hurstman Zoo were playing Parson Move Thirds. The game was declared a home win. Fairly sure that Parson Move couldn't put a side together and that's why Hurstman Zoo move on to the next round. Mountfield United uh, beat Southern Rangers Reserves 1-0. At time of recording, the FI site hasn't got Mountfield's goal. Tackleway Reserves lost 5-1 to Ticehurst firsts. Darren Nicholl getting a hat-trick. Finley Brown and an own goal with the scorers for Ticehurst. And Samuel Robinson Gunthry got the goal for Tackleway Reserves. Wellcroft Park Rangers Reserves beat Catsfield first 5-1. Ben Atkirst with a hat-trick in the second half. James Burnett and Mark Hedges with the goals for Wellcroft and Jacob Jones for Catsfield. And that is the ESFL Cup. So, yeah, we go over to the team of the week. So, in goal, Rye Town's Doug Johnston. Back four, Robertsbridge United's Sam Sargent. Parson Moves, Ben Rosling. Jack Walker of Who. Nathan Tutt of Tackleway. On the right-hand side of midfield, we've got Jacob MacArthur of Pass and Move. Bexhill AAC's Charlie Sellins in midfield with Jordan Harley of Tackleway. And on the left, Harvey Millwood of Crowhurst. Up front, we've got Baxter Orchard of Westfield and Robertsbridge United's Tom Ripley. Uh, any comments on that side, Leon? I mean, obviously, all of them had a decent week this week. Yeah. Well done, lads. Okay, well, that was the week that was. Uh, Leon, uh, as always, a pleasure. 
And uh, well, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week.
And now here's Timothy Booth-Jones with his Tim's Takes. It was back to league action for the Hastings United women's team this afternoon um, when they played away at Montpellier Villa at the Lansing ground. They had a convincing 7-2 win, which was enough to return them to the top of the table as Ashford didn't have a game. So that's two teams at the top now, Ashford and Hastings, both played 6-1-6 with two goals better off on goal difference. Probably got a bit messy in the second half for Hastings because we were 5-0 up at half-time and I think goal difference could be important. But we conceded two goals in the second half and added another two ourselves. Our goal scorers were Charlotte Kerr, Sean Heather got a hat-trick, Brooke got a goal, Brooke Nicholson Rogan and Nicole Baitup got two. We surprised in, in the lineup was Blair Hamilton not in goal. I think she's left now and um, she's probably gone on to a higher level team. And her replacement, Lucy Apps, made a, a sound start. Also on the bench, we had the young Asha Moody as a sub goalkeeper who came on for the last couple of minutes. Uh, it, it was a good first half performance, probably a bit scrappy in the second. But we're at the top of the table. Next week, we return to the Lansing ground for a League Cup game. Um, we'll probably make a few changes for that game. And uh, th- Then I think the following week after that, we have um, a game against Ashford, which will be a crucial game for our league season. Enjoyed the men's game as well on Saturday. 4-2 win in the FA Trophy. Hopefully bringing in some funds to the club. And in particularly enjoyed Alex Breffo's goal. Fantastic goal, and I just find it enjoyable watching Craig Stone and Alex Breffo playing at their centre-halves. I can't think there is a better centre-half pairing in the league than those two. You know, they, they look really good. It was an enjoyable game, not quite the same intensity as Tuesday night, but a good win for Hastings, and let's hope we get a good draw in the next round.
And now we join the SBTS Fan Roundtable and many thanks to Windy John, Johnny Wills, George He Bangs the Drum, Gabe from Enfield Town and of course Robert from Germany for making it happen. <laughs> right John, you're, you're, you're muted John, I've told you six times now. John Wills. He's just chatting to himself, look. Hang on. He sounds better like that, doesn't he? Oh, so all that all that knitting's gone through. <laughs> Fucking knitting. He's... Did you hear about this, Rob, about the knitting? Right, John Wills hates the badge so much, he's going to do this knitting. He's going to knit his own merchandise. And uh, as you can see, he can't even work a phone. So what? I don't know. It's rudimentary skills. He's... It's going to be a very thin scarf then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you said John Wills a message? There's a message. Oi, John. John. We can't hear you, mate. What? So we're having a few technical difficulties here, Gabe. Um, one of our um one of our fellow fans, he's he's uh he's oh. he's got yeah, he's he's basically got sort of late stage dementia and he's he can't unmute himself. So um anyway. It, we we were cracking into it in a sec. Yeah. Write it on a piece of paper and yeah. hold it in front of the camera. Yeah, okay, hang on. I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> it. That's what you need, is German technology. Yeah, I take. Whoops, <laughs> prop dirt technique. <laughs> See that? Where is it? John, John, twat, twat. John. Oh, he's gone. That's he's gone. Scared him off. That works. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it gives me great pleasure. Episode 82 of the Roundtable. Uh, and we've got some big guests here this week. We've not only got Robert of the 10 German Bombers, German wing of the Hastings United Sports Club, but we've also got Gabe here from Enfield. Gabe, what I know you're a programme editor, but what other roles do you have at Enfield? A little bit of everything, really. I do uh, a little of a lot. Um, drummer on match days, uh, take care of the website. I do their Instagram account. Um, now and again, I'll be in charge of Twitter as well, as was the case in a Middlesex Cup game yesterday. So, yeah, when, where, wherever I'm needed, really. So Used, used and abused. Enfield uh, motorcycles. Well, uh, Roy, Roy Enfields. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if they're made locally anymore, to be fair. Uh, or if they ever were made locally. Probably but, made yeah. in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's the Germans and Nixon, mate. You're, basically, you're you're doing everything. You're wearing many hats. That's pretty much me. I mean, there's there's other people that do far more, like they're at the ground, twenty, you know, almost 24-7. Like, you know, the kit man's a legend. Pe- people that have been there basically since day dot. Um, but yeah, I've been there for on a sort of voluntary basis for like the last sort of three, four years now. But mm. been supporting them for the last sort of seven, seven odd years. So 
Nice one. Okay. Well, again, it's like, well, you know, like with all of these clubs, the volunteers are the reason why they keep going. There's so many fantastic people that use, give their time. We were just chatting with the Met Police a little while ago, uh, Met Police team, and they, a, a gentleman come on, same as yourself, really. Many hats, pro, makes the programme, sells the programme, does this, that, the other. It's a reminder, you know, that well, we obviously we all love Long League, but like so much of it is is voluntary. Just great. Absolutely. First of all, we've got Gabe on, so we want to talk Enfield. I was going to, we're going to talk about how we think we're going to get on. And after yesterday, I'm, I'm still sticking with my prediction. So tell us about the club. Tell us about, like, I know you've had a great start to the season. Tell us who's going to scare the bejesus out of, out of us on Saturday. Um, <laughs> it depends in what sense. We've got, we've got some, uh, we've got some, some not big the supporters. Old units. You know, not the I was going to say, we've we, we got, <laughs> we got some we got some big old units both both in the stands and in the team actually to be fair now. So we've uh, got a few big units, mate. <laughs> I've mentioned Gary, so <laughs> in terms of yeah, physicality, I mean we signed Lewis Knight on a month's loan from Margate, who's come in. He's done a job to be fair to him, first two games. Mm. Um, you know, but it'd be sort of a bit unfair to to say that he's sort of not performed or set the world alight. I think it's a bit too early. Did score in his debut though. But in terms of yeah, main threats, you know, Jake Jake Cass is a you know big sort of old school number nine. Um, does have a decent turn of pace on him as well. I think I think he's due a goal. You know, obviously from your point of view, hopefully that, that doesn't come on Saturday. I hope it does. Um, you know, he's he's sort of he's he's that striker that will sort of work so many decent positions. Mm. Um, you know, and 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 he's 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 a big fella, but he's you know. Without sort of resorting to cliches, you know, he's mm. he's he's a big lad, but he he has a decent touch. He has a good turn of pace. Mm. He can shoot from distance if need be. So he's you know he's our main sort of threat up front. But then we've got uh, Andre Koku who's come back into the team as well. You know, very nippy, very technically good. You know, like likes to sort of shift the ball uh, himself. And um, and Lal Della Verde as well, who has an absolutely just ridiculous record from set pieces. Um, I think they are they are practically like penalties he scored two at uh at home to Herne bay at the weekend uh oh, and the God. first one was from about 27 28 yards i mean hopefully the highlights will drop soon um because the, the first one was from about 28 odd yards and then he repeated the trick sort of second half oh, as well. nice so, um i think that's number sort of five or six of the season already which is which is just absurd but talk, let's talk about the program let's talk about where we where we, we can all go for a beer first of all the program I'm hoping it's a printed program. Yeah, of course it is. That's what I'm like. I'm liking that straight away. How much is it going to set me back? Uh, two pound fifty. Um, that'll get you full. Usually, sort of thirty-six, forty pages. You know, of um, hopefully half decent content. You know, you have a few contributors regularly. You know, obviously from from our end, you know, we'll want to know about you lot. So you know hence uh you know me asking you guys for a little feature so thank you very much in advance for that and yeah just sort of i guess what you know the sort of bread and butter that you come to expect in terms of like you know we'll we'll have a little bit about us um feature a little bit about about you guys as a visitors mm. you know if we've met before sort of club history things like that um we'll have one or two sort of contributors from uh you know looking at sort of wider footballing issues so it's a lot of work but as with as with mm. a lot it's it's uh you know it's a labor of love I yeah. suppose no no page three or page seven fella or anything like that in there no <laughs> no oh, um no, 
there, there hasn't been during my uh during my my tenure as editor anyway. So I, I don't know if we have done in the past, but then uh you know Ken, who was my predecessor for a long, long time, I, I don't don't think that was quite his uh, his route either. To be fair to him. All right, Gabe. So where where's it good to go for a beer before we come in the ground? Obviously, uh, all of us that pop along, we will uh, partake. Uh, you know, in your bar, but like, what, is there any decent pubs near near the ground? It's a tricky one. So it largely just sort of depends on how you get into Enfield as well, because there's there's a couple of ways of doing it. If you go to Enfield Town Station, um, there are still a few sort of old school boozers in the town centre. Mm. So sort of Cricketers Arms, uh, which is sort of right in the middle of town. It was, you're sort of still talking about a 15, 20 minute walk to the ground. But in terms of, you know, if you like, if you like that sort of pub sort of old school loser yeah. then then that's you know that's quite nice well, is it a little and, bit out of the way then your ground is it kind of a tiny bit yeah so yeah. it's um it, yeah it's about a sort of 15 odd minute walk from from Enfield Town Station and likewise from Southbury um so it's it's sort of because we've been about for 20 odd years and we've been at that ground for about 10 um and it's across the park from where the old Enfield FC used to play sort of so it's it's sort of nice in that sense but it's not you know it's not sort of completely in the sticks it's um it's certainly still within sort of Enfield town yeah. but yeah I, I guess sort of uh, if, if you do want sort of that that longer experience you have to take the scenic route yeah so all right and so for for, for us gentlemen here what, what's your beer selection like in the bar is it a decent one it's half decent I mean, it's not just Foster's Carlin and all this sort of rubbish. <laughs> um, we have got fossils on tap, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but we do, um, we do have uh, New River beer, which is a sort of semi-local brewery. I oh, think nice, in Hodston. Uh, so you know, sort of a few miles up the road from us. So there, you know, we we do have that as well, and um, I think we have some some other ale on tap as well. But yeah, and there'll there'll be other sort of drinks on offer as well behind the bar. So. hopefully it's um you know hopefully it's not too sort of underwhelming for for you guys oh don't worry man we've got what what do we do at our place george we do fosters don't we carlin yeah but the best one now is in bottles isn't it so yeah yeah so don't worry we're we're not we're not posh where we are yeah Yeah. (laughs) well at least it's not a dry bar to be fair yeah it's true rob you're uh obviously you're bon bon fc What, what when you go to watch your boys in germany What's the bar like there? Well, there is a bar outside the ground where we sometimes meet up, depending on what time the kickoff is, mm. uh, to have a few, and then we go uh, to the ground because the the catering at the ground isn't very isn't very good, to be honest. Um, there's only one kind of beer which I don't really like, and uh, we, we keep trying to hook the the guy in the bar into get getting another kind of beer. And he says, I won't get rid of it. And I say, I will assure you. So, so <laughs> far, he hasn't he hasn't brought it. So. Is it called the Beckham Bar? Oh. <laughs> Actually, it's it's called Optimil. <laughs> it sounds painful, that does. <laughs> well, it can get painful if, uh, <laughs> if you don't watch what you're saying. But um, <laughs> now it used to be a bit rough, but it's it's really nice there now. It's a traditional Rhineish uh, large pub, uh, and they've got big screens there and um, decent food as well, and a large variety of beers. So we we quite often go there after the game, uh, but. 
in the ground itself, unless you're a VIP, which I'm not, um, uh, the, the catering isn't very good, actually. Okay. Gabe, I mean, uh, is there anything you want to mention? Is there anything you want to plug about your uh, Enfield? It's strange. We're, you know, we've we've sort of been at our level for sort of 10 odd years now, but it's... Um... It's strange so not having, I suppose, with COVID and everything else, not having faced any sort of new teams or teams that we haven't faced in a, in a good while. So it's quite mm. quite nice from our perspective, you know, not to sound too sort of uh, buttering you lot up kind of thing, but it, it is quite nice having having teams like Hastings back, I think. Um, you know, good to have well-supported teams as well, you know, and hey, it means another trip sort of relatively close to the seaside as well, so... It's not, not oh yeah, you love the trip up. Um, you lo- they love the trip up to Hastings. It's uh, lots of great uh, old the old town and everything. Great boozers. There's lots to check out. So I just wanted to ask um, about Enfield, about them being a fan fan run club and, and sort of sort of how that works really. And what's it what's it like? Yeah, I was going to say um, sort of in in terms of our club. I mean, because we we sort of do pride ourselves on that. Um, you know, we we came a lot of people sort of remember or sort of know that we came before Wimbledon in that sense in fact I think in our very first match day program there was sort of what is now sort of looking back quite a surreal little note uh in in the sort of which is sort of uh, you know a group of uh disillusioned fans were looking to do sort of good luck to them and obviously look at them now so um works in the sense of so we we have an annual membership scheme so we have a supporters trust still and I think it's 20 pounds for adults still um and you pay that fee annually, and that is your, you know, that is your membership. You get sort of certain benefits with that as well, so sort of exclusive videos, and um, you know, you can have sort of, you can there's a packages as well. You can have sort of access to a program every week and all the rest of it. Um, but fundamentally, you know, that is your, you know, it's one member, one vote. So that is your sort of democratic platform, I guess, to vote on everything the club does. And um, you know, recently we've had sort of debates of. Um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't go up last season, but, you know, there were plans in place, for example, should we have gone up, you know, to potentially put a new stand in place? And, um, you know, there's been a debates about a 3G pitch of late. And, you know, so obviously, you know, we, we in terms of our nature and our ethos, we want to involve involve all of our fans mm. in that as much as possible. So, yeah, that is, that's essentially how. And, um, you know, I think membership's sort of creeping up to, I think, about 400 now, which isn't, which isn't too bad. Um, you know, obviously we want more, sort of match going fans to to have that stake in the club but um but it's nice in that sense and to be fair we've you know we've expanded that to a few countries as well worldwide we had a group of uh sort of swedish football fans re- uh, visit us recently as well which was sort of surreal you know being able to again sort of let them know about about a sort of little club in north london so we call it the german market yeah we call it all right <laughs> sure surely there's still one or two but um yeah, but no, it's it's nice in that sense. You know, you can you can sort of take a piece of the club sort of back with you almost. Am I right in thinking there was more than one Enfield at one stage? So Enfield Town and United, is that right? Yes. Yeah, so um, oh, it's a bit it's a bit farcical. So 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 our club essentially we we formed in two thousand and one uh, as a sort of essentially the sort of original, if you want to call it a Phoenix club or a breakaway, because. Uh, the original Enfields, who were sort of perennial conference challengers, won the conference but didn't farcically get elected into the Football League back when it was election based in the 80s. You know, hence we sort of stuck it out in non-league. And then by the 90s, our chairman sold the ground and we moved up to play sort of in 
all sorts of different places sort of around sort of the home counties and things like that um, and forgive me because i'm going off on tangent so right. you know fans essentially set up a sports trust um form the club you know and we and we broke away however the original club sort of limped on went plummeting down the leagues um uh, again sort of lived a nomadic existence and they actually went bust in 2007 now they've reformed i think twice now but they 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 did play on until 2007 so not only did we as enfield town face enfield fc in our first sort of few years of existence which was ridiculous um but but the new club have have sort of limped on in the essex senior league and they're now in they're now in Bishop Stortford of all places, and they still have the sort of temerity on their social media to say hashtag only one Enfield, which is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, and we, we actually could have faced them in the FA Cup last year, but they um they bottled their replay, unfortunately. Now this other um Enfield, they're the ones that were in the co- looking on the conference back in the eighties. Is that the ones you? T- um, I'll try and get, I, I'm getting to something here because back in the early eighties, we played Enfield in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think so, it was first round proper, and I went to it, and I'm pretty sure we missed a penalty. If we'd have gone oh, through, we'd have got Cardiff the next round. <laughs> crikey! So um, you didn't because you beat us. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel as though, feel as though most fans, certainly most Enfield Town fans, treat the original, the original Enfield, sort of the one that folded in 2007 as our history. You know, the one we broke away from, but that we're the sort of, you know, the the sort of the heart and soul of that club sort of you know even though the sort of club itself folded the sort of heart and soul went with us it lot. sounds very familiar um, to most of us <laughs> yeah so um you know the 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 club that are in bishop stortford sort of formed when they reformed in 2007 they, they called themselves 18 enfield 1893 but they've they've never sort of you know i think they played their first four years in brimsdown which is sort of in enfield and then they've sort of lived a pretty nomadic existence yeah. for a lot of that time. So, uh, you know, and, and again, they, you know, they've sort of limped on, they've reformed, they've never, you know, I mean, I mean, they've, they've, they've kept, I think, I think they've, I'm right in saying they've kept the original trophies, but in terms yeah. of any claim to history, that's about it yeah, yeah. really, you know, yeah. all, all of the original sort of people from, from that club, or at least the vast majority of them went with us. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, sort of de facto it, it, it is, with with the yeah. Stortford club but in terms of you know in terms of when where most of the fan base went and uh you know the reason why we had sort of two 300 through the gate at step five was because you know because most people from our old club went and supported the new you know the new oh, Benfield nice town oh, well done. can you say a bit more about what happened so you said the chairman sold the ground mm. And can you, what was the politics around that situation and how did you kind of rebuild to where you are and with funding and things like that? I'll probably gloss over a lot, you know, and, and there'll be sort of older people at the club who can ex- explain it far more than me. But essentially when the chairman sort of Tony Lazarou in the 90s took over the original Enfield, he he had all these sort of grandiose plans about building a, a sort of, big old leisure centre complex near the stadium and sort of expanding, you know, expanding the club and all the rest of it. And essentially, I think he ended up, there was sort of a, a convoluted process around sort of what was going to happen to the ground. And he ended up sort of, I, I think through through a sort of ground sale or sort of pocketing money in an escrow account or something along those lines, um, he essentially just sort of up sticks and, and disappeared, really. Um, and it meant that we sort of, 
essentially signed ourselves away to having you know having to play into sort of Bishop Stortford and uh, sorry not Bishop Stortford um Boreham Woods and a few other places like that you know and and I suppose part of the reason why our club formed was was around the sort of dissatisfaction towards that you know that it wasn't you know essentially the Enfield had sort of died when that happened really mm. in the first sort of 10 years of of the new club's existence we played um we played at Brimsdown essentially in you know we we shared with you know with uh, what what were then Brimsdown who then folded um about a mile or so away from from where we currently play but you know it was still sort of football within the borough essentially I mean it wasn't our own home um but it was still you know, it was still within the borough of Enfield, which was the sort of fundamental, yeah. really, from from our point of view. So, um, you know, and then when when the chance came to to purchase what was then a sort of derelict athletic stadium, which is where we currently play, you know, and to and to refurb it, I think you know it was good timing with the Olympics sort of on the doorstep because we moved in twenty eleven, which was just before the London Olympics, so that that helped as well. Um, you know, and the the sort of obviously. A, Unfortunately, a growing number of non-league clubs, you know, can talk about the the sort of attachment that they have to, you know, in terms of the sort of fibre of their club to a to a home stadium, you know. But from from our end, it's particularly sort of intrinsic the fact that we, you know, there was always the the need to sort of return football to to the borough of Enfield, and um, and we've been yeah we've been lucky in that sense that we can. What sort of gates do you get then? What's your average gate roughly? This season, it's been down a little bit. I think it's. Partly because we're unfortunate to be affected by both Arsenal and Spurs, but particularly Spurs. And given that they're playing on Tuesday, Saturdays now, it's, you know, it's taken the gate down a little bit. Last season, I think the average was sort of five, I think mid fives, which, you know, for for us wasn't too bad. That was up quite significantly on our last full season. I think this season, um, I should have read my statistics before coming on. Um, no, I, th- I, right. I, I think it's sort of four hundreds. We did get about 670 for the Hearn Bay game, but we had a sort of whole club event where we showcased all of our sort of uh, all of our teams, you know, the women, the walking football, the disability oh, yeah. team, the youth teams, um, which, which took the gate up quite nicely, you know, and it was quite a nice atmosphere. But uh, yeah, generally sort of five, <laughs> five, if we have a good weekend for, on a on a run of the mill weekend, but hopefully you know if you lot take some sports with you, we'll we'll have a nice decent day in the. Spurs are playing Sunday, so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Actually, yeah. So hopefully you'll benefit from that as well. <laughs> are you noisy? A bit of chanting going on. Yeah, of course, of course. That's um, yeah, something we pride ourselves on. You know, it's it's um, yeah. I don't actually have the drum with me, but there there have been times where I've had to take the drum back. You know, to oh, from away yeah. games as well. So. Yeah, and like we, we talk about drums in front of George. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't, but um, yeah, no, we 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 do like we like to have a bit of a sing song and um, make a bit of an atmosphere and um, and yeah, give give the keeper a bit of uh, stick within reason. So um, yeah, it sounds yeah, very hope... similar to us that one. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that'll be the case Saturday. Yeah, but talking of the drum, just before you go, Gabe. I mean, we we just played Billericay yesterday, and and they they wouldn't let us bring the drum in. There's no rule. Don't know why. Wasn't any housing near them, so we had to use a recycling bin. But George, you did an excellent <laughs> job, George. Yeah, God, we you have when you have to. We recycle we, everywhere we go, mate. Recycling bin and people to stretch Chris's Y fronts across it to make the. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, Gabe, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming on. Uh, 
hopefully catch up with you. Will you be selling the programs as well on match day? Um, I might be. Or will you hand um, that over? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, um, there have been a couple of sort of loyal club shop members who have been doing it on my behalf this season, so it might well be them. But I'll um, I'll see if I can catch some of you guys at the game. Yeah, um, great. Get you a pint. So, in. um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna offer the other way, but um, yeah, why not both? Yeah, exactly. But um, thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Yeah, that's guys. cheers. Hello, Take Gabe. care, Gabe. Yeah. Nice. Cheers. Cheers, Gabe. Bye. 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 It's not a nice lad. Yeah. Ryan. Well, you know what's going to happen now, don't we, Chris? Everyone you talk to turns out to be a wrong one, don't they? Everyone, <laughs> everyone you talk to. No, no, that's just that is, that is the biggest fake news ever, mate. He seemed lovely, but anyone that comes on your podcast turns they either, out check, they either change sex, they either get in FA inquiries, don't they? There was the one that brought a gang tooled up. After oh yeah, speech. that was it. Coked up. Um, what were Coked they? Tooled up. Um, what else did we have? Yeah. Um, and I, I said all oh, these people are really nice. I don't and know how George remembers it all. <laughs> no, it's difficult. Got a little book in the George. <laughs> yeah, got start. There has been quite a few of them. He's got he's got a pretty poor record. Let's kick into this now. Obviously, first of all, Rob, it's fantastic you're on. It's been a while, sir. How how are those ten German bombers at the moment? <laughs> um, we're all right. Most of them uh, go to on. A regular base. Uh, we were last Saturday on a home game and we won. Um, and we're we're stuck in the top three now, top three, top four. Okay. And um, yeah, away game next uh, Sunday. Quite a traveling, uh, like sixty miles or so. Um, and uh, yeah, finally getting getting their their feet into the league. They had had a bit struggle. Uh, at the beginning, because it's always it's always tough to be uh, as a relegated team in the new league where you're the biggest club by far, and everyone thinks you're Bayern Munich when you come, you know, and wants to beat you. So it's a cup atmosphere, uh, especially in the in the villages. Mm. Um, and yeah, well, you need to adapt to the new league. They, they seem to get their way around now. Well, how many how many turn up like? Your, um, well, on Saturday there were like six hundred, oh, um, and um, I was expecting the gates to to go down after the relegation. But uh, in fact, they've gone up uh, a bit. We had to switch the ground last season because there was some uh, refurbishing going on. Uh, we've got a blue athletic tracks now, like in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Very good for the football, and um, yeah. So we moved to a ground south of Bonn, at the opposite, mm. uh, and a couple of guys came to the games because it was around their corner where they lived, and they seemed to have stuck with it. So travel up north now and, and come to our place. So the gates have gone up despite being relegated, which is quite cool. Excellent, excellent. Well, glad you're well. I'm glad you're on. Um, I just quickly is there any chance of you coming to watch a Hastings game this season? Well, we were planning uh, to come last weekend, uh, but we cancelled that because I was I was in Hastings this summer. I don't know mm. if John told you. Yeah. Um, it was quite a hassle getting in. You know, uh, three hours in Calais and, and the pilot field. No, to the country. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> to the country, <laughs> yeah. 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 
now more than three hours we would check like four times and it was quite disturbing so uh, i thought just for a for a weekend which was our plan to come for a weekend or a prolonged weekend uh if you don't know how long it's going to take at the customs um plus uh there there could be the game off due to a cup game and the game i was going to um attend uh, when i was there uh, at summer was called off because the opponent had a cup tie mm. uh, so there wasn't any game on um and I, I was looking forward to it i even had put my son into it mm. <laughs> but the closest we got to the pilot field was on our way uh to dover from from uh my uncle sue where i i'd left my car we drove past the pilot field so that was the closest <laughs> that's what you got summer. yeah oh. so hopefully in spring we'll be able uh when there's no more cup uh, ties left um we could be playing at wembley by then <laughs> well yeah if so we're going to wembley sure <laughs> i've been there before so <laughs> right then, boys well First of all, like I've obviously going to run the week down. Uh, I was going to talk about the Burgess Hill win. First of all, uh, a, fa- a cracking win, four-two. Some stunning, excellent goals in there. Uh, obviously, a cheeky little chip from Ben Pope, and obviously Brefo inspired by me. Obviously, took on the shot and and made the shot, and we all loved it. Um, who wants to start on Burgess Hill game? Well, apparently, I don't remember the games, so. <laughs> But I did. I do remember Saturday. We just we are now we entertaining, top quality. The goals we're scoring, even the team team goals, passing goals are really good. And then we we were absolutely treated Saturday to a good cup tie. It's a cup tie. You don't you less you don't keep clean sheets that often in cup ties because teams come at you. They have got nothing to lose. So the fact that we conceded two goals to a decent Burgess Hill side is no problem really for me. Um, and it's just about scoring more than them, isn't it? And we did. And really, it was it was comfortable. Um, I know Louis made a couple of really good saves, but we looked like we could score five, six, seven if we'd have needed mm. to um, on Saturday. Um, yeah, and really great, really great to be in the next rounds um, and get and try ourselves against a, a team a bit higher up. So who, who did we draw? We got Crawley, didn't we? No, Chippenham, Chippenham Town. Chippenham, that was it. So. Chippenham Town, the draw, bit funny, isn't it, really? Because we played them a few years ago. Yeah. They underestimate us in, in the cup. Penny Pogue magic. Yeah. yeah, a few things went on there. So we'll see see what happens in, in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, <laughs> an interesting draw. Um, anyone else on the uh, Burgess Hill game? That, John? Goal, John that, breath, that breath o goal was just nuts. Yeah. It took the breath away, didn't it? <laughs> what a... What a what, 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 Stroll right through, didn't he? What? Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, Rob. But I don't know if John showed you, but there was a there was a picture of the got the the ball going in the net, and all of us are like, <gasps> you know, like behind the goal. It's really funny. We all look very silly, and uh, but it's a cracking game, <laughs> cracking effort. That's a good wallpaper, then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screensaver. Yeah. Will's anything on the game? Yeah, I. I thought the, you had two dramatically good goals. I mean, Ben's finish was exceptional. You, you know, what a perfect chip. Um, and then um, Brefo's goal, amazing. But then then you kind of have a look at that third goal, um, Pope's second, and mm. you, 
the teamwork there. Yeah, you, great know? Team goal. you know, the people involved, the the pin passing and all towards that end product of Ben Pope putting it away. But so I, I, for me it was like three really top quality goals. A very very entertaining match, just a real feel good factor around the pilot field. Um through that one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, hats off to the Burgess Hill fans too. They made yeah, a bit of noise, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, a lot of others don't. So yeah, no, they were good. They were good. And um, just again, I want honourable mention really to like Kane Penn. Oh yeah. I mean, what a season he's having. Do you know what I mean? I just, just. Oh, I mean, no. he's getting goals. He's yeah, he's got such confidence now to come forward as well. You know, for someone who's was a, is was an under twenty threes regular really, and has just come in and and really just just you know no one's people so anyone's going to struggle to get that show off him. I think. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. Mm. But what's what's quite exceptional is is practical side with him and Hasler. I mean, that's a nightmare to deal with. They they the way they're interchanging and the the pace between them both and. Hasler playing deeper, enabling um, us to make the most out of his crossfield balls. You know, it's but but they you you know they're one's in front of the other, and then it swaps around, isn't it? It's it must be difficult to deal with tactically for defences. Good win, good win. Next round, nice little cup run, beautiful thing. Oh, just one very quick oh. thing: the, oh, the prize money for the next round. Did, did you hear what that is? It's three and a half for a win, and you get a grand if you lose. Oh, nice one. Apparently. So, I don't know. Worth well, having, isn't it? Yeah. New pair of Crocs for James Hull. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Just say, actually, staying on, on Burgess Hill, at the end of the Burgess Hill game, I stayed in the bar and did James Hull walk in with the shiniest white Crocs imaginable. Uh, we obviously we sung to him, didn't we, George? But um, uh, just beautiful pair of Crocs. Isn't know, he on probation? He is, isn't he? <laughs> I, I, he's doubling down. He don't care. He don't care. They were they were very shiny. Anyway, uh, so let's move on to Billericay. Uh The mind game started early with them not allowing us to get the drum in there. Jo- John, you didn't get there till the second half, so I'll, I'll, I think I'll go to to George on this one. I'm going to speak on it, George, but anything you want to start off on with Billericay? Just actually, obviously hated the result, like everyone here. Um, Mm. But everything else I loved about last night. Um, Just, we made a really good atmosphere. The team fought really hard. A couple of chances, tight game. They're a team that's just come down from National League South. We're competing against them away on their surface which is different to ours in horrible conditions and we were competing and we were there it was an even game and once again there's been no game this season where we've been off the pace or anything anything close to that like we're really competing in this division and that last night really showed it also their ground is excellent there's clearly obviously some money was spent on it when Glenn Tamplin was there um, excellent facilities really nice grounds but it's not lost that non-league feel about it mm. even obviously they, they were they were high high in the non-league um, yeah everything about that ground was was great apart from the card machine on the gate but it was <laughs> uh, 
I'm I'm one one steward, not letting a, not letting a drum in. It's a bit, did a bit did they actually give a reason why, George? No, no. Uh, apparently, Rob. They apparently called Rob French a dickhead, and obviously we know Rob French is a dickhead, but they don't know. <laughs> so it's a bit unfair. Uh, poor old Rob. If you if you want to call Rob French a dickhead, you've got to spend some time with him first. So you're pretty <laughs> valid. Um, so yeah. Rob, uh, Rob, Rob yeah, we, or, oh, hang on. Rob organises the coach. Rob, yeah, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah. So he you know he's a he's a self confessed dickhead, but they don't know that, do they? So, bit, bit unfair. But um, yeah. There's uh, I actually spoke to some people in the bar there, and old fella who's um grew up in Hastings and now lives in Basildon, and they go to all the grounds around there. So I'll we'll see him again at at Canvey. Uh, it's, it's just yeah, it was a it's a good good experience up there. Shame we wouldn't got there on a Saturday, really. So mm. hope we play them again next season. But um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Players were really hard. Um, can't fault it really. Couldn't fault it. Well, not yeah. far be it from me to disagree with you, George. But well, I... you're missing. Neg- you're like, oh no, it's not. If we're not winning five 0 Chris, you're on any you? Mona, moaning. There we go. See, the narrative is being set up right. already. No, it's not that. I do feel that second half. I felt that we run out of ideas a little bit, and they they really were good, uh, bit of Ricky, in terms of closing that game off. You know, I didn't I didn't feel like we were in it for like the last twenty minutes, half an hour, and that's down to bit of Ricky. I, I thought they were very good. I mean. We, we were great shape. I thought, um, you know, we did try. We changed formations a few times. You could see we were trying. It's just, we just, just like that little bit extra, you know, just to nick it. And, you know, that's going to happen. In, in, there's a lot of even teams here. And as you say, it's a team that's come down from the National League. Mm. And we're matching them. You know, we haven't got the massive budget. You know, we haven't got a massive squad. So, I mean, it's you know, very proud to... To have been there, to have seen it. I mean, they tried. They definitely tried to work their socks off. Uh, just you know, it, it did sound like what you're saying is what um, it's how, that's how it came over from uh, Adam's commentary as well. Like almost like they ran out of ideas mm. last twenty minutes. But well, I, I did read. I did read there. a few comments on what um, their fans were saying about the game, about how they quite a few of their fans thought it was the best they'd played all season. Um, mm. That they'd up their fitness and they they worked really well. I thought they defended really well. I thought it was a top defensive performance from Billericay, to be fair. Um, and sometimes that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, we won those three 1-0 games on the trot that perhaps, you know, could have drawn. It's going to go either way. It, you know, that, that that is what it is. We're used to sort of winning every week. It's going to be hard in this division. Mm. But they, their fans seem to think that they played very well last night. And for, a, you know, they were in the National League South and them saying that they had to play that well to beat, to beat us only 1-0. You and know, there's a lot. They, but they, they didn't did. beat us. They, well, yeah, it was a nice goal as well. The yeah, it was, goal, a it was a good goal. The manager said the same. It, they do a post-match interview there and he went into quite a lot of depth and he was very complimentary about the Hastings setup and the team. And, um, you know, it did sound like they, they do it. it was one of their best performances. He, the I listened to a bit. We couldn't get Adam's commentary, but while we were stuck for an hour on the M2 after an accident in front of us, we listened to the Billericay commentary and they... Hang on, you listened to the Billericay commentary instead of Adam? We did. I just, As I just said, we couldn't... Mm. What we could pick up. And... Um, Unbelievable. I was... He was very good, actually, but he was saying that how have Hastings got this drum in? 
you know, say that. Oh, were they? Oh. <laughs> all, all you could hear at the background of the commentary was was you lot singing. Mm. So that, and it sounded like a proper drum. Um, but mm. I, overall, with the match, I thought, you know, it it sounded it was pretty. I I think if. If there was one player that swung it their way, it was their number 11. I've not seen such a good player, opposition player for for ages. Um, John John Ufo or something. I can't quite. He, he was the one that um, Adam's raving about as well during the commentary. He said he was, he was just controlling it all. Down the right side, yeah? Yeah, it sounded yeah. like. Clean touch and, you know, Get the ball off of him, and and but going forward, he was as dangerous as anything. So, but overall, it, I I enjoyed the second half. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to grass you up to Adam anyway because he don't listen anymore. But I'm grassing you up. You weren't listening to his radio. Oh dear! All right. <laughs> he did well, Adam. Actually, I mean, he was, sounded like he was really cold. <laughs> was it cold out there? It's a little bit chilly, not. It was cold. Oh. It was cold. It was um, obviously it was twenty five degrees in Folkestone when we left, and then got up to um, got up to Bitteriki. Yeah, it was, it was really cold. It felt like we were in the north. It really did. North of the Thames. <laughs> north of the Thames. Yeah. <laughs> no good for me. No good for me. Bishop Storford. I'm going to have to get some sort of Arctic fleece and some husky. <laughs> it is cold. I've been there in. November. <laughs> yeah, nice that was. Yeah. Yeah, and so just to quickly mention, obviously the Billericay fans were clapping us in when uh, they were walking out, so they obviously appreciated that we did get beyond our team, uh, which was good to see. It was definitely good to see. They had quite a strong side out, didn't they? And the bench was strong as well. Mm. So it was, you know, like George said, I mean, they, they came down from last, last year, they got relegated, didn't they? So that's not... It's not a bad result, is it? Really, you know, you mm-hmm. want to win. You want to win, but you didn't get yeah. stuff or a shame. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not. We weren't a shame. Definitely weren't no shame in that defeat. No. But it just like we were saying last week, it just seems that wherever we seem to be playing at the moment, it's always seemed to be just a little bit above us in the form league. Because I'm not looking at the main league really much at the moment because it's still. Yeah, that was their fifth win in a row, wasn't it? Yeah. And you know the the last six games for each team is more far more important this time of the year than who's who's first, second, third. Mind you, Hornchurch they're uh, doing a business, don't they? Yeah, it's true. They were down last night, and they still bloody won. <laughs> mm. so, all come for us. It'll be, we'll, we'll, we're not going to struggle. We're not far off. Do you no. know what I mean like we're, we're, when we're winning games, we're doing it just about or in style. Yeah. Um, and when we're losing this. You know, little fine, little two, three percenters here and there. You know, it's not like we're getting hammered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it makes a difference. You've got you lot going away all the time as well. To it, you know, you are a twelfth man. It's, I know it's an old cliche, but it doesn't make a difference to a team, does it? And you've got a few fans behind you. You hope, you hope so. You hope so. <laughs> I'm sure you? it does. I'm sure you ask all the players; they they all say the same. So yeah. I I, you know, I don't get there, but people like yourselves, you get there all the time, and. They, they appreciate it. So Some of us get there in the it. second half. Well, he still made the effort, didn't he? He had Sorry. to go to the wall shop first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You getting that scarf made then, John, are you? Yeah. Well, after the pants, yeah. 
you can't get claret and blue wool, you know, in the right right shades. Yeah. <laughs> right then, so we've talked about Enfield. Uh, actually, you know what? I didn't even tell him about who, how we were going to get on. I said two new Hastings to him for the programme notes. What do we think, chaps? Because Enfield are a good side. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. What do we think? 2-2, two, two, I reckon. 2-2. Two, two. George? 5-0, Hastings. <laughs> Is that all? Uh, he's so negative. Uh, Rob, come on. Is it a cup game? No. Nah, league. Oh, league game. Well, I mean, drawing away is always good, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, because they're not a bad side. But, but not a goalless draw. <laughs> so, going to be goals. Be... It's going to be a draw. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, nice one, Rob. Uh, Jono? One all to us. He's doing it again, one all to us. Yeah, right. Well, okay. Well, there's a, there a slight connection in there from Enfield and Hastings because you know Kenny Pope comes from Enfield, and he's, I think his dad played for Enfield. He always told us he did, anyway. So, oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, so. I have one question. They actually did build motorcycles in Enfield. The name is from there, isn't it? That or is, is it yeah. somewhere else? No, no, you're right. That's where it's, okay. they were made there. Okay. Didn't they do. The Enfield rifle as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's not going to be an easy game. But it's... Yeah. In term, terms of getting there, um, yes, yeah, uh, train strike, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the the who sung about it, uh, the magic bus, um, <laughs> and uh, I think I'm going to be going on the magic bus if there's any space left. So um, magic bus. Uh, it's the magic bus, isn't it, George? Call it what you like. Rob French does a great job, mate. Big yeah. up Rob French. Even if he's... Yeah, he should big up Rob. <laughs> After slagging him off. Uh, what, uh, yeah, but George, are you driving up or getting... Uh, you driving up. up. Yeah. Driving up, mate. Quickly, let's talk about Corinthians. We've got Corinthian casuals in the cup on the Tuesday. The reason why I mention it is obviously the great Sammy Adams made his debut against Corinthian casuals as well. A little bit of a link. Mm. It's very in the good. Velocity uh, Velocity Cup. Yes, very good. Velocity Cup, which I'm presuming we're just going to play 23s with a, a smattering of first-teamers. There's a fibre to get in. And it is a fibre to get in. So please, anyone, please come along, you know, particularly to get, see a chance to see some of our 23s because we've got a cracking under-23 team that no one at the bloody club talks about. So, it, it, you know, they play some good stuff. Yeah, they they must be top of their league. They haven't lost any, have they? Don't think. Don't, I, they I haven't. To, they seem to be. They won the other night again, didn't they? So yeah, Hull keeps well. Yes, he's, he's too good for the the twenty threes, and he yeah. just needs a bit of luck in the first team. Yeah, will come. It'd be another cane, another cane pen, you know, just suddenly. I certainly hope so because he's a good lad. So. Yeah, yeah, yes. Apart from the crocs. <laughs> I mean, if we need to talk about those crooks again, do we? <laughs> what a great draw for the um, Sussex Senior Cup as well. Probably at home. Yeah. We've got something like nine games this month. Well, we've got, five, we've got five home games in a row after Saturday. Crawley Town, I reckon it's going to be, reckon it's going to be uh, November the 15th, looks like. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> always Senior Cup is something really worth winning. You, you know, yeah. oh yeah, Kings of Sussex. Uh, 
And um, I think Crawley have put a half-decent side as well. Well, a decent enough side that Crawley can put out anyway. I was going to say, have they got a half-decent side then? No. <laughs> Just very quickly to Robert. We've got to talk about the World Cup, Wiser. I know, I know two teams who won't be in the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can agree on that one. Right. Are they going to get out the? Are they going to get out the group this time, the Germans? <laughs> uh, you not got any tricky ties like Korea or anything of you? Don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> they're playing uh, Japan. Oh, um, banana skin. Got, actually, it's been a okay. It's Japan. We keep um, forgetting who we're playing. <laughs> we've got like a, we've got, we've got Iran, haven't we? We've got Iran and Wales, and we got minnows of football. Oh, USA. USA. Well, actually, out of the three teams that we're playing. The only team where football is the biggest sport in the country is Iran. Because mm. it's not in America or Wales, is it? No, so, you've got to respect Iran. Spain. Oh, you're, you're in a group with Spain? I think so, yeah. Spain, Japan and another team. I can't remember. I'm not really in a World Cup mood. It's no, funny. Same here, no. no, I don't uh, think anyone three is. Three weeks before the World Cup, you're, you're all excited and everything. I, but I don't even know if I'm going to watch it for the first time, to be honest. Be field, well, we all we all say that, don't we? And in the end, and then, yeah, we watch it. You know, at least <laughs> the, the English it, games it's... and the German games. You know, so yeah, it just knocks the stuffing out of it when you think of this big fiddle about having the World Cup there. You know, just what a big con it was, wasn't it? Really, you know? yeah. Right. I tell you what, George, he's turning into the Gary Neville of this podcast. Have you noticed that? It's, it's like having a World Cup in the USA, isn't it? Who wants the World Cup there? Well, it's going back there, isn't it? So, yes. <laughs> every World Cup's been bought, isn't it? So yeah. it's not. It's not. I think anything different. Um, I think in two thousand and six, it was built by a lot of people to be like the last, the last decent World Cup in terms of fan friendly, country easy to get around, and then it's proven so. It was so much well. cheaper then to buy a World Cup. You could, you only had to pay um, a pensioner from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Well, in 1966, Rob, we just played the linesman. We just gave <laughs> <laughs> that Russian guy accepted that um, uh, that tanner. <laughs> you paid him in rubles, did you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Azerbaijani. <laughs> Even cheaper. Yeah. Excellent. Just one thing. Go and on, you can so. cut this out, Chris. You don't know. As you usually don't... do when I speak on a podcast. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, go on. I just want to say that behind the goal last night, even though we lost in the rain, those of us behind the goal singing had a really great time. And this is just a call out to anyone who's thinking about it. You may want to, who goes to away games and sits on the side and enjoys it. Anyone that's thinking about coming behind the goal, whether it's for them, come for a game, try it. Apart from Disney map, most of us are DBS checked. It's all safe. <laughs> like, come, come behind the goal. I know some people who weren't behind the goal last season have come behind the goal this season and have said that actually they they enjoyed it and wasn't quite what what they they expected and just they've had a good time. Just if we can get a couple more voices behind there. I think it might really help the team. So if anyone's thinking about it, come behind the goal, have a laugh. Shuffle up gradually, three yards every game to what. You know, and it, and I think we we take so many fans away, and it's it's brilliant. Uh, just to 
to get as more of a core of fans. I think it would be so impressive. Yeah, you could hear everybody last night. I mean, you can. I didn't hear any Billy Ricky che cheering at all on the radio. Just you lot. <laughs> That's off. Yeah, they were quite quiet. They were. Yeah. And you didn't need that drum, you see. <laughs> we no, we recycle everywhere we go, don't we, George? That bin was excellent. <laughs> I preferred it. Man in a match. <laughs> yeah. The they. The that's a they, though. It's not. A, it's not a man. It'd be a they. Right. Right. And okay. Well, listen. Many thanks to Windy John, Robert, the ten German bombers, the leader, das leader. Uh, <laughs> team is Costa Rica, by the way. <laughs> I just looked it up. Oh, that's yeah. you can't you can't not get out of that group. Come on. Right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Robin. We'd really love to see You're you. Welcome. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll try to make it happen uh, in in the spring break uh, when we have spring break over here, and uh, try to get car car load full of chaps over, and it's going to be really fun. It's, because yeah. if you give us a bit of notice, I'm sure that I'm sure lots of our Hastings fans we all meet up, we all go for a beer, we make a big day of it. You know what I mean? It's great that you're coming over. So, oh. you know, we'd like to do that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, totally. And look, uh, George, thank you, George, and uh, Willsey. Take care and see you at the game. See you at the game. See you, Robbie. That's it for another week, grassroots football fans. Whoever you're going to watch this week, make sure you're loud and proud. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show, or have any suggestions, or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com, or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block, full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>